Across the rainbow bridge of Asgard, where the booming heavens roar, you'll behold in breathless wonder the God of Thunder, mighty Thor. Hello again. This is Buck Benny speaking with my friend Bobby Impaler as we uh, continue to bring you uh, Loki. This is Loki episode two. Um, one, uh, it continues sort of one. It it's, uh, stays as a, a, it's, it's a good series uh, going forward, I think. Um, one where we ended up was we saw the kind of evil, apparently Loki that had the hood on and everything and uh, the TVA was going back to repair something that that evil Loki had done. And this is the first time we get to see them at the very end of that episode. And that Loki ends up killing all of them. Um, and that's the end of the episode. So it, it, the, most of the episode was, was humorous and kind of light in tone and a lot of playing around with uh, sending Loki back a few seconds in time and making it him see that he can't control everything and it, and introducing us to uh, all the time folks and um and then this episode continues that they kind of have loki that he's going to be on a mission to try and stop uh, the other loki that's been going through time and he comes up with the fact that um what bob why don't you take us through that part where what is what's his theory about how to find the lokis so they can't find find them so they he his theory is that they hide in the apocalypse because everything is wiped out so they don't nothing they do in the pot right before the apocalypse matters so they jump back to like mount vesuvius erupting um, and basically he proves his point by doing so Loki does all this radical out of character stuff that should make the timeline go nuts, but it doesn't. Right. So that, that's the theory is that the Lokis are hiding there in the right in the apocalypses. Yes. Like right before the major apocalypse happens to wipe out everything. And uh, and then um, towards the end of this, how do they end up in that like that superstore place or whatever? goes on there where they where they... So it, there's a, a apocalypse event and then they did something with the, the instrumentation where they turned up the sensitivity so they could see the variation right and so they see that, that there's a variation happening there so they figure the other loki's there mm -hmm. so they jump and i guess a tornado or something's going to wipe out that store okay and then when they run into the other loki Loki takes off their hood and I was assuming and Bob was assuming as well that it would be Tom Hiddleston again playing a dark Loki and you'd have you know a good Loki and a bad Loki essentially sort of thing and which would be interesting and you'd probably play with the whole 
they get confused in a fight at some point and you can't tell who the good Loki is and the bad Loki. And they're both saying that they're that good Loki or whatever, but uh, they didn't play on that. They actually introduced, she takes off her hood and it's a female Loki um, that we see that looks nothing like our Loki that we're used to other than that. The outfit she's wearing is, is Loki esque. Um, And she ends up, it looks like taking uh, a bunch of their lantern sort of things that I think are the time travel lanterns or whatever. And so we see a bunch of those disappearing little squares come beneath them. And then they, they fall through the square. Like she's stealing all these lanterns. And then uh, she creates a portal for herself and jumps through uh, as she's talking to Loki. And then uh, Mobius shows up with a bunch of his um, henchmen running towards Loki and saying, Loki, don't, don't do it. And they think Loki's going to run through the portal and Loki looks at them and then looks at the portal and looks at them and looks at the portal and then goes through the portal. And that's where the episode ends with both Lokis, the female Loki and, and our Tom Hiddleston Loki uh, going somewhere. And we're not sure where they end up going. And that's where episode three picks up. Um, what have you thought of uh, this series overall, Bob, and anything else in this episode you want to like point out or anything? Yeah, it was a complete surprise. I thought, because you don't really show the person's face. Well, I thought then I, I was a little confused about, so now what is a Loki? It's a yeah. god, a mischievous god. So she's obviously got powers. Right. So, yeah, I was like going, okay. And then they kind of start fleshing a little more of that out in three, which we won't, we won't right. spoil, but still, I'm still confused a bit about it. Um, also, she, she, if you noticed when those lanterns disappear, uh-huh. the, they're looking at the timeline, the TVA, and there's all these deviations happening. Uh-huh. So these branches shooting off. Right. So she's, Effing with the time frame or the continuity, right? Yeah, so so she definitely has a plan of her own, um, and of course, our Loki, Hiddleston's Loki, always thinks he really has control of every situation, which undermines him a lot of the time, and certainly it's caused him problems with all the heroes he's run into in the past. Everybody being able to defeat him soundly. Um, We've never seen him like win at anything. So, so you're right. okay, so our hopes are put on this guy. We'll see what happens here. Um, yeah, the whole series has been interesting and different than I, what I ever expected it to be. Um, I'm very happy with the direction it's going. I, I talked last week a little bit about how I enjoy these series because they're like mini, there are mini series each time, like six, nine episodes long. And they're like reading a comic book, like, a, a, or you have an issue that goes with each um, episode of the series. And so because they're dealing with comic books, I think it's kind of nice to have it relate in that way. And I was saying the movies didn't seem like comic books. I've been thinking about this. Let me rephrase that a little bit. I'd say the movies are more like these huge crossover event comic books that you have um, each summer when we were growing up. 
you'd have the Justice League run into the Justice Society and from Earth 2 and they'd have these battles they called they called them crisis on infinite earths is what they called these battles that would go on or whatever or these adventures and i always look forward to those each summer because they were a big spectacle thing and as those became more popular and more and more people liked them they started to do them bigger and bigger and bigger and marvel started to do them too this was originally done on the dc end was who really started this thing but Marvel had always crossed over their characters. They just didn't like do it as a summer thing. But then they started to do these big summer blockbuster adventures that would involve multiple series, usually the X-Men getting involved in all the different branches of the different X-Men series. And uh, then they started to have their own like uh, what limited edition, like 12 issues that would be this huge, all these heroes would come together and battle each other and, and all these uh, enemies and so forth. And that for DC, that was called Crisis on Infinite Earths was what they, they named it after those other summer series sort of things, but this was like even bigger. And that's what the Marvel movies kind of feel like is these sort of blockbuster adventures that you would get in that way. Whereas these series on Disney Plus feel more like the actual comic books that would focus on a certain character and just give us a storyline from that character or a couple characters. And so I think it adds tremendously because the movies can only do so much. You've got a two hour film. You got to make it be exciting and make it a blockbuster and everything. The series can go a little slower or can spend more time on characterization and things than a movie can. So I just think it's a win-win. I would love to see the, and I I doubt they'll do this, but I think it'd be neat to have like, if they introduce like if they had a, uh, a Jean Grey and Cyclops like series on Disney Plus, whereas the first time we get introduced to the characters and maybe they're, you know, seventeen-year-olds, but they're playing like fourteen or fifteen-year-olds running into each other for the first time. And we get to meet Xavier and he's starting a school and, and you get to see that almost like from the beginning and it could be a really interesting series. And then you start caring about these characters because you get time with them and then, and then maybe having them pop into and creating an X-Men movie sort of thing. Cause I'm just trying to figure out one of the things that's hard about the X-Men in, in introducing them. And they're always talking about how they're going to introduce them in the film's, at some point because marvel now has all the rights back but how do you introduce that many characters and have you care about that many because the way they did certainly look at avengers they didn't just start with an avengers movie they first started with a captain america movie so they established who he was and you cared about him and they had a thor movie and they had an iron man movie um i think they had two iron man movies yeah two iron man movies before it even got to the avengers so by the time you were in the Avengers, you'd had, what, uh, eight hours with these various characters before you saw them in the Avengers? And so if you take the X-Men and your first experience with them is with them, it's just harder to care about that many characters and that much time. What they did with the X-Men when they created it as a film, they really focused on Wolverine. And so it was through the eyes of Wolverine but they didn't, and they knew they didn't develop all the other characters all that much. 
and that I think was to the detriment of that series and why it only lasted three films long and then need to be rebooted and changed and so forth. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I really think that these television series is a way to get us to know those characters a little bit more, um, whether they do it after that, whether they have a film and then have it like an Iceman, you know, miniseries or a Cyclops miniseries or whatever, that's fine too. But I think it'd almost be fun to do it in reverse and have, use the, the miniseries to develop the team and then have them go into the movies. But I guess on the other hand, you got to look at it and say, well, how many people are seeing these series? Not as many people as would see the movie. So you're the people that watch the series would be ready for the movie. But the people that are watching the movie for the first time and haven't seen the series wouldn't have that connection to the characters anyway. So just a thought, um, Bob, uh, what, what do you think about those ideas? Does it make any sense or. They should at least introduce maybe some side movies with the X-Men different characters first, like do a movie about Cyclops or something. Cause pretty people are pretty familiar with Wolverine. Yeah. You're right. When you throw see how Cyclops can carry a movie is the problem. He can carry a miniseries, but can yeah. he carry a movie? This character that we haven't spent much time with, I, I don't know. Or another solution is have uh, in the Ant Man next to Ant Man movie or, or something, have him bump into Cyclops or one of the characters that is an X Man, and introduce the X Men characters within the movies, but not just separately from the X-Men. So we get to know this actor and this character that's playing him. And then eventually he, they spawn out into spin out into their movie franchise is the other Avenue I can see, but I don't know. Like you're saying, it's, it's hard to do it in the, on Disney because Disney's a pay for and not everybody's going to see it. Right. And even people that pay for it may not be a huge Marvel fan. They may not even watch it. I do remember those. Aren't those 100 pages for 65 cents? <laughs> Some of them they put out yes, those huge. Yes, they would pages. have 100. They had. They started out being, um, the, the, when they first produced 100 page um, volumes, you get 100 pages for 50 cents. But that only lasted for a couple of years. And then they went to, for a long time, they were 65 cents. And every summer you'd be able to get these 100 page adventures that, yeah, you're right. And they, uh, that was fun. And uh, now I saw recently somebody was releasing a hundred pages, you know, it same, it had the same look and everything a hundred page, you know, it always had big letters, hundred pages. And, and then they'd have all the different adventures, like on the cover and it'd be like a wraparound cover usually and so forth. So it's just, just like that, but it was like seven ninety five or something to buy this hundred pages. And it was like, Dang, that's gone up a little bit in price versus my sixty-five that's still, cents. <laughs> that's still pretty freaking cheap, though. Yeah, considering yeah. how much. I mean, I wonder if they did those things like all year. They were just doing a little bit of it because it, it was that's a pretty substantial amount of work. Put out well, but the hundred pages are misleading because I don't think there was ever I can think of a hundred pager that was all original material. Usually, there'd be like pretty much a regular length story, like a 22 page story that's new. And then there'd be some classic ones that they would bring back and have in the rest of the hundred pages. So you get, uh, what is that? 80 pages of reprints or something. And then 20 pages of new material. Plus, plus 15 pages of um, 
buy this Polaris submarine for two Yes, you'd have that. <laughs> and then you'd usually have two pages like showing Batman's utility belt, what he kept in the utility belt, or <laughs> yeah, Batman's yeah. lair, or <laughs> just yeah. if it was a group of characters like Justice League or something, you'd have two pages that each character had a little blurb explaining the character's background and things. I remember yeah. I always had something like that in them, <laughs> which is always fun. <laughs> yeah. But that was only a DC thing. I don't think Marvel ever did a hundred page or sort of, that wasn't their gig. They just liked their regular comics more or less. Well, that's why it took a, a lot longer, I think, to do the crossover piece to the extent that, that um, DC was doing them. I really think DC was like, we don't do crossovers. So when we do it, it's going to be a big deal. And we're going to do it in the summer. and We're going to make it a big deal. I think Marvel is like, why are you making a big deal of these crossovers? We do them all the time. Every month you see crossovers of characters. And so we don't do a big deal in the summer because we do it all the time. Uh, but then eventually they realized, wait a minute, we want to get that extra paycheck in the summer of having this giant crossover thing. So they started doing it as well. But uh, anyway, we weren't supposed to focus on the comics that much. But <laughs> anyway, I'd like to say Loki's a lot of fun. Um, I'm a little, I don't know, not concerned, I guess, in the word. Uh, I did. I, I don't know exactly what Disney Plus is going to do after um, Loki's over because we've had these great series one after another after another, three in a row. And now, as far as I can tell, the next series isn't like until sometime in the fall, maybe, or even winter. Uh, so I think we're going to have a gap. Um, but uh, unless they're going to bring us the, they have uh, the show they have ready to go is um, what if, and what if uh, is going to be, um, it's like, what if Iron Man had survived the snap or what if um, Wolverine was part of the Avengers or it can be anything like that. And so, and then they create this story about, what would have happened differently? And those are all going to be animated. I think they've done 28 of them, but I think they're going to drop 10 of them, I think is what the, the concept is. They're going to drop them, you know, over different periods of time. And it sounds like that might be coming up with a drop. And then, but the voice acting is all the people from the movies. So, I mean, you get uh, Robert Downey Jr., I think is coming back to be Iron Man in you know, it'll be like one or two episodes or something that are Iron Man specific or something. And I know that they have the last um, appearances by um, Boseman who did the um, Black Panther is going to be in here as Black Panther on What If. I think he did three episodes. And, oh, before he died, huh? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, cool. they're going to have vision. I mean, just anybody that's in the regular movies, if their character appears in What If, it's going to be voiced by that person, which is pretty cool. And I think they might have some Black Widow ones too and things. Are they going to do it at the uh, with the Hanna Barbera like minimal animation style? Like, yeah, sure. Uh huh. No, I, I no, I think they're doing full blown like animation and things. So it should be interesting, and that that might come out here at the end of the summer. We'll see. I think it'd be smart if it did, but we'll find out. But they have. But between now and then, I mean, after this series is over, I mean, even during this series, right? It's it's right now as we speak, 
they just dropped the fourth episode of Loki. Well, next week, um, uh, Scarlet, uh, not Scarlet Witch, who am I thinking of? Uh, Black well, Widow, in the movie is going to come out, and it's also going to be on Disney Plus for $30 that you pay for $30, and then you own it. Essentially, you can watch as many times as you want, but eventually, like, probably in December or something, they'll start carrying it for free, right? So you're going to be able to watch it until it comes on for free and then you'll just keep watching it. Or you can go to the theaters and watch it. Or like me, chances are what I'm going to do, because usually what I end up doing is I go on premiere night with my friend Matt and we go see the premiere, which we already got tickets to see it on next Thursday, I think, because that's when it premieres. And then usually I take my wife to go see it which costs us about $30 for us to go probably $40 between food and everything else. And so I talked to her and she says, Oh, she'd rather watch it at home. And so we'll spend the $30 watch it at home. I'll actually spend less than I usually do. And yet I'll get to own it and watch it as much as I want. And uh, so that's kind of cool. So that's kind of my plan. I don't know what anybody else's plan is with these things. And then Later this summer, um, Spider Man's going to come out, I think, right? Or I think so. Is Toby, Toby McGuire coming back? He might appear in it. I've heard different things. I don't think he's going to, but certainly there's rumors that he is, but we shall find out, right? Because mm-hmm. it's what is it called? Something of madness, something I can't remember, multiverse of madness or something. Uh, anyway. So we'll, we shall see. It'll be interesting to see. And uh, so, I mean, you're going to have Marvel, whether it's on Disney Plus or in the movies, pretty much constantly, certainly for the next year, because, they, uh, because they've held so many things back. They're like got a backlog. I mean, uh, it, it's ridiculous. I think between now and this time next year, you're going you're gonna to have, I want to say, six or seven films from uh marvel coming out so every month or couple months you're gonna have a new marvel film essentially so, wow so there's gonna, gonna be a lot it's yeah. gonna be hard to keep up with i know right um and so we might review some of them all i don't know what we're doing well we shall see i'm also toying with starting a new marvel podcast that features all of these ones that we've done Plus, actually going through and having my son and I and his girlfriend going through the, the comics as they started, where we look at the very first Fantastic Four written by Stan Lee and chat about that, for that becomes the first week. And then the next week, we look at the following month that has, like, I think Hulk was introduced and they had Fantastic Four. So pretty easy to cover a lot of ground because those early marvels they weren't producing that many titles it took until they started in 61 i think by the time they hit 7 1970s when they had probably too many titles to really talk about in a week show in a weekly show so so who knows we might be presenting that to you guys too how, how do you get access to look at the comic books uh i have them <laughs> 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 well that helps you <laughs> no they're out in so many ways we would we would have connections on the page of different ways to get to them um and there's so there's even ways to get to them for free on the internet 
that I think I could connect up to the free ones and things, I don't think there'd be a problem. Um, Cause they're, they're not on, if you go to comics plus, you can get a lot of old ones, but none of the ones though. I'm sure there's still copyrights on. Like well, you, there are, but I mean, anyway, have a great week, everybody. And we will join you again for more Loki. Oh, and before we go, I'll say the, a lot of you probably are wondering about the opening song that I use, which of course Bob doesn't know. I really like Loki's song that it sounds like the ticking of a clock. And then later on, after it goes for a while, it starts saying, I think they're singing Loki, Loki. I'm not sure. It sounds like Loki or else they're just saying things that rhyme with Loki. But (laughs) so what I did was because it's too long, it's like five minutes long or something. So I've got, I grabbed the Thor theme song from the 1960s cartoon, like I did with the Captain America theme song from the 1960s cartoon. And this one's like, it's talking about Asgard. He's from Asgard, blah, 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 blah. He's Thor. And then right after that, it goes to the ticking thing. Tick, 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 tick. So it sounds kind of cool going right from that to the ticking. Then And then I skipped ahead to where it goes Loki and it says the name. And then we segue into our talk. So... Anyway, I hope you enjoy the work I do on making these theme songs by combining stuff and things. But anyway, without further ado, enjoy the show if you haven't already. Um, watch Loki, get Paramount Plus, get the, get the, you know, or you sign up for a, a free membership or whatever and watch the superhero shows or whatever. Or you might want to wait two weeks until Loki's done and then sign up and binge watch uh, Vision and Scarlet Witch and Captain and... Uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon and uh, Loki. That'd be a great time to do it. Anyway, without further ado, ciao, everybody. Bye.